It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. We're going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast in the state of Wisconsin, and the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. And when you're driving in your car, tell your smart device if it's connected. If it's not connected, you got to connect it, otherwise you're just talking to yourself. But if it is connected, tell it to play Locked on Packers, and it will. If you're at home, Alexa will play Locked on Packers. Your Google Home will play Locked on Packers. Basically, you can you could just ask a random person, hey, play Locked On Packers. And they might, if you're really nice to them and you say, hey, do you subscribe? And if they don't, you should get them to subscribe. I mean, we, we miss Make a Friend Monday, but here we are, Tell a Friend Tuesday. Uh, Natrell Jamerson, Packers safety, former Wisconsin Badger, former New Orleans Saint draft pick, now on the Packers, uh, who was uh, on the team last year and, and played you know, played on special teams. He was actually did have to play in games because of the the defensive backfield injuries last season for the Packers, and could, has a chance to have a role on this team this year. He is on the show today, and a, a really interesting conversation from him because you know he he is honest about his journey, albeit brief in the NFL. He is effusive in his praise of Jim Leonard, his coach at Wisconsin, who is a Mike Patton disciple. And uh, it is interesting to hear him talk about, you know, getting to go against Drew Brees, getting to go against Aaron Rodgers, getting to go against Devontae Adams. And that's where I want to start today's show. We're going to get to to Jamerson a little bit later. But uh, yesterday on Twitter, there was a video circulating from, uh, I believe, NFL Films where Xavier Rhodes was doing a, a little piece with Brian Baldinger and Ron Jaworski. And they asked him who the best receivers in the league were, who the, the, the toughest guys to cover. And Xavier Rhodes said Julio Jones. He said Antonio Brown. And he said Devontae Adams. And this makes now three all-pro-level cornerbacks who have just this offseason name-checked Devontae Adams who have said he is one of the toughest guys in the league to cover, that he is one of the best receivers in football. And and then we have to add in 
Tyron Matthew, who on Twitter went after an NFL writer, Brandon Thorne, who's been on this podcast, who I have tremendous respect for, uh, for not having Devontae Adams on his list of top 10 receivers. And that was when I mentioned Aaron Jones said Devontae Adams is top two and he's not number two. The defensive backs in the league recognize why Devontae Adams is so tough. Or at least they recognize that he is. It seems that the the viewing public, media, and even you know people who are supposed to be good at this, who are supposed to be smart enough to watch the tape and understand it, and, and I think those who study him specifically... You know, Brian Baldinger, who was part of this Xavier Road segment, he had done a bit about Devontae Adams earlier in the year and, and talked about him and, and why he is so nuanced in his route running. Doug Farrar happened to have a little clip that he showed about how you cannot take even one false step against Devontae Adams or he will cook you. There are a couple things working against Devontae Adams. Number one... He has risen to prominence at a time when the Packers have faded from prominence, at least in terms of the NFL landscape and and competing for championships. Because his first breakout season was 2016, and that was when Aaron Rodgers was going supernova run the table. Jordy Nelson was still on that team. Randall Cobb was still on that team. And though Devontae Adams was one of the most productive receivers in the league, especially scoring, this that was his breakout season so he did not he did not get the recognition that he deserved and then in 2017 he had almost identical numbers despite the fact that he played half his games with Brett Hundley and had some huge games in big moments i mean lit the steelers on fire with Brett Hundley caught the the game clinching deep shot down the sidelines against the bears in chicago He was a big play threat and solidified what he did in 2016. He he proved that that was not a fluke when he was the number one receiver. But the Packers were not a threat in the NFC. They were not playing in meaningful games. They were not playing in big-time games. Devontae Adams was not able to do it in the playoffs, and so people dismissed it. And that brings us to 2018. The Packers, again... They recede from the NFL conversation in importance. And Devontae Adams is not an ostentatious personality. He is very confident. And he plays with a lot of swagger. But he is not going out and and doing crazy celebrations. He's not putting himself all over social media in a way that, that becomes a headline. He's not going on boat trips the week before playoff games. He's not complaining about touches. He's not going on talk radio and taking shots at other people's quarterbacks or dyeing his mustache blonde. He's not doing any of the things that we complain about receivers doing. And yet... That has prevented him from becoming more a part of the national conversation because he's not drawing attention to himself. He's doing exactly what we expect receivers in the National Football League to do when they are good, what we, what we ask them to do, when we ask them to not be Terrell Owens, when we ask them to not be divas, when we ask them to not be, you know, 
doing the things that, that Odell Beckham Jr., for example, is criticized for doing. But he doesn't get the limelight because he is not that sort of braggadocious person. And he's not out there saying crazy stuff. And the Packers, I think more importantly, are not in the national spotlight in a way that they otherwise might be if the team were better. And then there's the Aaron Rodgers factor. Clearly, one of the reasons Devontae Adams is not getting the credit he deserves is because he plays with Aaron Rodgers. And there have been other players who Rodgers clearly elevated. James Jones is a great guy and was a very good football player. He was an integral part of a Super Bowl team. And he made sure that the 2015 offense was not a complete disaster. But he was not a great player. Aaron Rodgers made him look better because he was able to put James Jones in a position to succeed, to do all of the the unique things that James Jones was able to do. He, he being Rodgers, limited some of the flaws that James Jones had. And clearly Rodgers, you know, maximized someone like Greg Jennings. Not that he elevated him per se, but maximized him. Greg Jennings goes to Minnesota, has some, some mediocre seasons, ultimately goes to Miami, doesn't last, and he's out of the league. You know, the irony of Greg Jennings complaining about a joke that Aaron Rodgers made about another team signing him in the offseason is that once Greg Jennings left Green Bay, he stopped being a meaningful player in the NFL. So I understand, I suppose, the impulse to say, well, he plays with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers clearly elevates him. That was the argument in 2016 after a very underwhelming 2015 season when he was asked to step forward in the absence of Jordy Nelson and didn't and couldn't. He was hurt. He had a good start to the season, was hurt, and played, played hurt all season. And then just as he was you know, getting back on track late in the year, got hurt again. I mean, I think you can make a good case that, that that Cardinals game, because he played well leading up to that game, got hurt in the Washington playoff game. That Cardinals game might have gone differently if Devontae Adams plays and they don't have to rely on Jeff Janis and Jared Abraderis. Randall Cobb also went out in that game. But this might be the year. This might be the year that Devontae Adams finally gets the recognition he deserves because, look, the guy's going up against him every week. Xavier Rhodes faces him twice twice a season. Darius Slay faces him twice a season. Stephon Gilmore doesn't. But Stephon Gilmore said that Devontae Adams has the best release in football, which means he is the toughest guy to get a beat on at the line of scrimmage in the league. In a, in a league with route runners like Keenan Allen and Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster and Golden Tate, and A.J. Green, and Julio Jones, and OBJ, and Jarvis Landry, and all of these technicians, all of these craftsmen, Devontae Adams is the toughest guy off the line of scrimmage to cover. Darius Slay said Devontae Adams is the toughest dude in the league for him to cover. He is the hardest player that he's had to face. And that's going back Darius Slay's time in the league. You know, he he's seen peak A.J. He's seen peak Julio Jones. He's seen peak Antonio Brown. And Devontae Adams, he said, is the toughest guy. I mean, you heard him on this show say that. So the the fact that the national media has not caught up is an indictment of them, not of Devontae Adams. 
and the fact that fans of other teams continue to want to subvert what we're seeing on the field says more about them than anything else. So, you know, while I think it is it is our responsibility to correct ignorance when we see it, understand that you're going to see a lot of it because it has not reached the NFL consciousness what a special player Devontae Adams is. Vikings fans still think they have two receivers better than Devontae Adams. The Bears fans still think that Allen Robinson is better than Devontae Adams. And, you know, it is not necessarily your responsibility to disabuse them of these notions. They will they will come to see it in their own time, maybe, or maybe they won't. But if you look at Devontae Adams and you see an elite receiver, trust your eyes because the cornerbacks that he faces week in and week out, that's what they see as well. David Harrison here, the Locked on Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21-grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's Killer Bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store hey listen up FanDuel fantasy players your day is about to get 20 percent better this is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there. Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats. You can pick from main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. There's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel. And that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, let's bring in our guest here. He is a safety for the Green Bay Packers, was drafted by the New Orleans Saints in 2018, was the 164th pick, a fifth-round pick by the New Orleans Saints, ended up on the Houston Texans, and ultimately on the Green Bay Packers in 2018. He is on the roster this season and is back at his college position of safety. Natrell, thanks for joining Locked on Packers. Hey, how's it going? So uh, I want to go back to, you know, obviously the fans of this show, or at least a lot of them are going to remember you from your time at, at Wisconsin. Uh, you know, you're, right. you're a Florida kid, though. So what was that like coming up yeah. north? 
was a shock. Um, that was my first time seeing snow that winter. Um, my first year. That was my first time I ever seen. Before that, all I seen was snow on TV. Uh, it was a lot different than what I thought it would be. Um, I didn't realize that the snow turns into slush. Like, <laughs> when it, when, yeah, so that that kind of that kind of messed me up. Now I don't really like snow no more. Did you have a coat? Um, I had a a Florida winter coat. Right, but I didn't have a, not the uh, same. I had a friend from from Florida come move to New York City, and he literally did not have a coat that was like, like even close to winter warm. So uh, I understand the uh, the issue there. So you you went through the the pre draft process. Um, you know the Saints uh, took you on day three, but ultimately you didn't you didn't make it there. What do you think didn't click for you in New Orleans? Um, no, honestly, I don't, I don't really know. Um. When all that went down, I didn't really talk to any of the coaches except for um, my TV coach. But he, like, he, he was surprised too that they did that. But um, I feel like when I was when I was there, I gave it everything I had. You know, I took every day, every day like it was my last. Um, every, you know, I tried to I tried to get better every day. But you know, it ended up working out there. But that wasn't the that wasn't the end of my journey. No, and and you know, luckily you're you're 23. There's a lot of your your journey that's that's yet to be written on this. Uh, do you think part of you know part of coming to Green Bay and ultimately finding a home here, at least for now, has to do with you getting back to playing a, a position you're more comfortable with? Um, in a way, because um, you know, the, um, Green Bay they were looking for a little more help in the back end, mm-hmm. but um. So when I when I went to Green Bay, I was I was I was kind of surprised that they moved me back to safety because you know I got drafted as a corner in New Orleans, I played corner in Houston, then I came to Green Bay and they tell me I'm going back to safety. So I'm like I'm like okay cool that's that's all I'll be as long as I'm on the still playing. But I feel like if if me playing safety is the best fit for me in Green Bay, then that's what it is. Yeah, and and you know I have to imagine you have some level of comfort um, because of of some of the systemic overlaps. You know, Jim Leonard at Wisconsin played for Mike Patton. Yep. There there is uh, you know some some similarities there. Were you able to come in and, and pick it up pretty quickly as a result? Um, yeah, it was it was it was it was pretty. No, um, I won't say so, but it was, it was easy to pick up once I once I got into it. Um, a lot of similarities. I, I look at some plays, I'm like, oh. I used to do this back when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just, the, the system is, is working out real nice. I like it. Yeah, and, and t- you know, talk to me a little bit about Jim Leonard because he is someone who I think a lot of people really hold in high regard. I think they, they believe, and I believe, he's a future head coach and, and potentially an NFL head coach. Do you see that? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, of course, that's a, that's a dog. <laughs> They put in a real food, but um, yeah, but then he's I call him go. Like he knows so much, and like when like when I was in college, me and Cody Dixon and uh, Derek Taylor, we just we used to pick his brain just just to hear him talk towards him because we can have a simple conversation and you can interpret a defense sensibly, and he'll make it so much simpler than what it than what it came off as. But I definitely see Coach Leonard being 
the head coach, you know, in the NFL one day because some guys know him, some guys respect him, some guys play with him. So, and they, they know, they know just like I know how close it is as a football player and um, just knowing the game. So, I can definitely tell you. Yeah. Uh, when when it comes to, you know, you, you get to Green Bay, you know, you were in Houston, uh, you get to Green Bay back in the cold weather. Um, but that means you got to see up close and personal. You got to see Drew Brees. You got to see Deshaun Watson. Yeah. And now you get to see Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, this is you got really thrown into the fire going up against these guys in practice. Yeah, and, and let me ask you about the, the Aaron Rodgers part of that because last year, uh, obviously, he was playing with the injury um, and, and didn't look like you know fully at least the Aaron Rodgers that we're used to seeing. You know, but from your standpoint, you know, you, you you're you know closer to the action. You're you're in those those rooms. You know, did did the team know how serious that injury was? Um. I don't think so because I didn't know anything about it. Right. Um, so I'm pretty sure a lot of people are surprised just how it called me. So you know your your hope now you know you're you're in the system, and it's a system that you feel comfortable with. It's a it's a you know a safety position that you've played before in this defense. So what are what have you tried to focus on this off season to try and solidify your spot in this defense in 2019? Um, more so, it's more, it's more mental for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like I can, you know, run with the best. You know, I do all that physically, but it's just the mental aspect. Once I get, once I master the mental aspect, how I want to, how I expect it to my time training you know, start. I feel like that would be uh, a great advantage. Like, like, the, like I said, the physical part, that's one of the problems, but the mental part is what you have to really focus on. So that's what I think of. You know, if you were if you were you know looking at this defense, the roster obviously the, the Packers added two safeties in the off season, one with a first round pick, uh, and one you know significant contract to Adrian Amos. Do you feel like there is a spot for you on the defense where you can fit in and, and really help? And and if so, what spot is that? Um, yeah, definitely. I definitely feel like I can you know fit in and uh, make an impact. And uh, whether it's safety and nipple, you know, I've been I've been in a rotation with the guys so. You know, having them on board as well is is a is a plus. Because, you know, Savage he's young but he's he's smart. You know, he knows what he's doing. You know, he he's always putting guys that plus and putting them on board. And then with Adrian, you know, he's he's a bit and he's open and he's one of those vets that can slow the game down and it looks so simple for him. So having those having those two guys on board now is is a big plus. And you know, back back to me, you know, whoever Well, so when I looked at it, you know, we, we saw last year, you know, Jermaine Whitehead was a guy who was a sort of a hybrid player. He played nickel, he played safety, played even a little bit of linebacker. 
I look at this roster and I think, why can't Natrell Jamerson be that guy this year? Hey, ain't, ain't no reason can't. So I took him to it all. So, <laughs> yeah, I, they, they know that. So, because, you know, when I first got to Green Bay, I was playing, I was still playing points. It was late in the season. You know, mm-hmm. wasn't trying to, don't want to say crazy at me. But, you know, now they play me in They see that. So they see I can play all the different type of positions. And I can give it up quick. So, I, I, I'm not trying to be him. I'm trying to be the best we have to be. So, right. Whatever that, whatever that is, it's I'm So you, you got to see Michael Thomas. You got to see DeAndre Hopkins. You got to see Devontae Adams. I think people are just starting to realize how good Devontae Adams is. Were you a little surprised when you got to camp? I know this is a leading question, but were you a little surprised when you got in and you <laughs> and you saw Devontae? Because I don't, I don't think a lot of people, even in the league, who who hadn't had a chance to go against him really understood how good he was. Uh, my first time going against um Monday in practice. I don't, I don't want to say it, it surprised me, but I was really expecting what I got. But <laughs> you know, he he definitely won a uh, a lot of people overlook him, and they they start to realize it now. But he's definitely top three in the league. So <laughs> yeah, he he definitely definitely on. One of the one of the guys uh, that that has really stood out uh, over the the spring has been Marquez Valdez Scantling. Hey, are you you know he's gotten a lot of hype. It seems like he's going to have a role in this offense. Is he someone that that on the other side of the ball has stood out to you? Um, yeah, he, he of course stands out. You know, he has he has that speed where he's going to stand out. Regardless. Um, not, I can't really say what offense going over the now already. Uh, not my forte. I want to throw offense, you know, but, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm pretty sure they, pretty sure they could know something nice one. Yeah, on on the on your side of the ball, you have a a really uh, a group of young players. I mean, Jair is is young. Josh Jackson is young. You, Tony Brown, Darnell Savage. I mean, does in some ways is that as an advantage for you guys because you're all sort of growing together in this and and you know maybe can relate to each other on that level a little bit better. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, but we all look you know, around the same age. It, you know, we it's kind of like we look against each other and with the whole three job process and all that together. So it's it's good to see familiar faces today, but even some of us knew each other before. Um, all of that, but it's good seeing familiar faces. So, just I don't know, I can say like the comfort level is easier, easier to talk to somebody that you that you known for a little while, rather than somebody that you just get thrown into the fire with. I don't know, but um, yeah, I feel like it's, it's I feel like it's the best because we're young, but we, you know, we own it. So, don't don't let age fool you. Well, and, and one of the things that I think that that youth has brought, I mean, watching last season, it seemed like, uh, uh, you know, especially early in the year with with uh, Jair and, and JJ, that there was a little bit more there was a little bit more swagger in that secondary, a little bit more attitude, a little bit more, you know, you know, that that uh, they, they, they were carrying themselves differently than than we've seen in the years past. And, and it was actually really exciting to see. Uh, is that is? Do you guys feel that? I mean, th- there was there was some picture posing, and I liked it. Yeah, we we all talk about our time having that swag. You know, like we all we always say you, you, you 
you a billion play good. So that's we always gotta have swag even when we practicing. Um and just out there having fun. We have fun and it loosens everybody else we got you know what I'm saying? So tense and you know, they can you just playing. So having that fun and that swag, that's that's pretty important. Yeah, I'll get you out of here on this. Um, I'm really interested to see how Mike Patton is able to to get this defense. You know, there's there's all these new guys, um, Preston and Zadarius Smith and 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 Adrian and and you know I, I sort of include you in that because I think you're going to have a chance to to get some playing time and and have an impact. I, have you seen an evolution in this defense and and how he's adapting it to the pieces that that are on the field? I mean, I think Oren Burks is going to play more. I mean, there's a lot of really a lot of differences between what we saw last year and what we're going to see this year. Um, I can't tell you too much. I can't tell you the recipe. <laughs> what we're doing, but um, I think I can definitely tell you it's going to be an exciting defense. It's going to be a fun defense. Uh, it's going to be a winning defense. So this this upcoming season, we got something in store. That's what I like to hear. All right, Natral, I appreciate you taking the time, and uh, we're, we're going to be looking for you this this summer and into the fall and winter, of course. Make sure you get a good jacket. All right, I got it. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Philips One by Sonicare. One-up your brushing with Philips One. This one is the ideal one for those who are still using an old-school manual toothbrush. To all those people, it's time to take your brushing one level up. The solution is a simple one. It's the perfect timing one. It's the long-lasting battery-powered or USB rechargeable one. The comes in multiple colors to match you one. The one with a subscription that delivers new brush heads for just $5. Your teeth deserve this one. Philips One by Sonicare. One up your brushing. Learn more at philips.com one. That's p-h-i-l-i-p-s dot com slash o-n-e. This episode is brought to you by Shell. College football is best enjoyed at home. You know, the home that has no rooms because it's a stadium of 70,000 screaming fans. But wherever you are, ESPN and Shell can take your fandom further with savings up to 15 cents per gallon for Fuel Rewards members at Shell. Welcome home, football fans. Terms and conditions apply. See fuelrewards.com slash fuel your fandom for details. Shell is an official sponsor of ESPN College Football. ESPN, the ESPN logo, and ESPN College Football are registered trademarks of ESPN Incorporated. All right, I want to thank Natral Jamerson again for joining the show. Uh, we have some more player guests coming your way before training camp, so keep an eye peeled for that. You can follow Natral on Twitter at Trellion12, so T-R-E-L-L-I-O-N-N-1-2 uh, on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, keep an eye out for more player interviews. We have some things that, that are in the works and and are going to get an inside glimpse. Remember I said that I think that there are there is often more to be gleaned from conversations or at least more interesting stories uh, from players who are fighting to make the roster than those who are solidified and those who are you know already uh, in a position where they're you know we know what they're going to be. I think someone like Natrell Jamerson is going to be a fascinating player to watch over the course of training camp, exhibition season and even into the season where I think he truly does have a potential role for the Packers, but we'll see. He has to earn that. He has to go win that. But, you know, there there is a, a, a hole at safety. So long as Josh Jones is not on the team, there was some reports that the Packers have interest 
in a safety in the supplemental draft. That's something we can get into a little bit later in the week. Uh, also, we're going to get to your questions. So a lot more to get to in the offseason for the Packers. And and we don't sleep here at Lockdown Packers. So the best way to never miss a show, subscribe on iTunes. Go to iTunes, leave a review, leave us a rating, let other people find Locked on Packers, but then subscribe. Spotify, Google Play, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And that means following me on Twitter. All the stuff is on there. All the stuff that I write for Acme Packing Company. You can check that stuff out, Pro Football Weekly. And all my content, Twitter, easiest way to do it. You can also follow the podcast at Locked on Packers. Ask your questions there. And if you do have questions or you have comments, you have concerns, you have criticisms, movie reviews, cookie recipes, send them to the Locked on Packers fan hotline, 920-341-3775. It's the best way to stay Locked on Packers.